So it's a pleasure being here again, and um, 
today's topic would be the law was also given to give self-righteousness and <coughs> this will entail discussing two distinct kinds of righteousness that are each linked to the old and new covenants respectively so brethren one of the doctrines of the christian faith which is little known by its followers is the fact that there are two different kinds of righteousness in our bible so all scriptures will be taken from the king james version right and what is even less known is the fact that these two distinct kinds of righteousness are each linked to the old and new covenants respectively so brethren the fact that self-righteousness is exclusively a product of the law of first covenant this was first revealed to moses who cataloged the same in the fifth book of the bible even deuteronomy so the following scriptures will verify this point and when thy son asked thee in time to come saying what mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the lord our god had commanded you then thou shalt say unto thy son we were pharaoh's bondmen in egypt and the lord brought us out of egypt with a mighty hand and the lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon egypt upon pharaoh and upon all his household before our eyes and he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore unto our fathers and the lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the lord our god for our good always that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day and it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the lord our god as he had commanded us so that scripture was taken from deuteronomy chapter 6 from verses 20 to 25. now to clarify all doubts with respect to the fact that obedience to the law gives one self-righteousness saint paul's epistle to the philippians is very instructive indeed and the following scriptures would confirm such if any other man thinketh that he had wealth he might trust in the flesh i more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of israel of the tribe of benjamin and hebrew of the hebrews as touching the law a pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless 
But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, which is taken from Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 to 9, and focus on verse 9 in particular. And we saw St. Paul's epistle to the Philippians, is the only epistle that highlights this fact that obedience to the law gives self-righteousness. For from his epistle to the Romans, we have the following confirmation. Eh? So as I said, St. Paul's epistle to the Philippians, the only epistle that highlights this fact that obedience to the law gives self-righteousness. No, not at all. Because for from his epistle to the Romans, we have the following confirmation. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. So that was taken from Romans chapter 10, verse 5. So notwithstanding the above, we know from Jesus' teaching that the righteousness of the law was incapable of ensuring that one entered heaven. So this doctrinal fact can be gleaned from the following declaration of Christ Jesus himself. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So that was taken from Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Now, since the righteousness which one obtained by obedience to the law was self-righteousness, as we read in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25, and Philippians chapter 3, verse 9, which was the said righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, a new and better covenant that ensured entry into heaven had to be established. And thanks be unto God for establishing same. So the following scriptures speak loudly to this point being discussed today. So the scripture goes as, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. 
So that was taken from Romans chapter 3, verses 20 to 22. And one can highlight verses 21 to 22. So that's where the focus would be on. And if one chose to seek additional confirmation of this doctrinal truth, the following scriptures from the book of Galatians will surely suffice. No, And the scripture goes as this. Knowing that a man is not justified, meaning made righteous, by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified, meaning made righteous, by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. So that was taken from Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. So as I close, we are now aware from the Bible that self-righteousness was what the law was capable of producing in the believer as we read in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25, or Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And that... That righteousness was incapable of enabling the believers to enter heaven as we read in Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. Now, if the goal of the believer was ever heaven, a better covenant would have had to be established to enable the believer to enter same. And thanks be to God, that through the sacrifice of his only begotten son, such a covenant was made, thus enabling the whosoever or will to repent of his or her sins and submit to the lordship of Jesus and so become a son or daughter of God with the prospect of going to heaven being one of the many promises of that new and better covenant. So, John chapter 14, verses 1 to 2, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 to 18, are biblical excerpts that can confirm this doctrinal fact. So, as I close... Based on what we read today, the doctrinal facts, therefore, we saw that it became necessary for God to replace the holy, just, and good law referenced in Romans chapter 7, verse 7 and 12 by the new and better covenant of the gospel of the kingdom. So, this little known doctrinal fact can be verified by reading Matthew chapter 11 verse 13 or Luke chapter 16 verse 16. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week again. And brethren, please remember to prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning soon. Take time to actually read your Bibles on your own each day.
So have a blessed week. And remember that Jesus Christ loves you. So bye for now.